On today's show, we're going to talk about a problem that I have faced many times, and I've coached a lot of entrepreneurs uh, through over the years, and that is how to get moving again after your productivity and your creativity has stalled out. There's a really simple process that I use for this, and regardless of how creative you think you are, or regardless of if you felt like you've been really productive in the past or not, I'm confident this is going to help you move forward. So stay tuned, and we'll dive into it. As entrepreneurs, we go through a lot of different seasons in our businesses. Early on, there's a ton of excitement. There's a ton of passion. We have a lot of motivation to get things up and moving. Um, but that isn't necessarily supposed to last. I think that it's very normal for us to have ebbs and flows of when we feel creative, when we're feeling productive, um, when we can really tackle things. And then there's other seasons where I know I've burned myself out. Um, or I've stayed in a operational mode for longer than I should have, and I just really sense that I need a change. Um, and so it's very common for us to experience these times where we just feel stuck or burnout. out. And one of the tendencies that I had in the past in my entrepreneurial journey is if I kind of got bored or burnout out or stuck, my tendency was to start something brand new because that's how I knew to how to get excited, how to get engaged, how to be creative and how to be productive. But in reality, by doing that, I did it for many years, unfortunately, fortunately, I haven't done it, um, don't do it anymore. But it, when we do that, we, we really engage in that shiny object syndrome pro, you know, process and approach, and we start fracturing our attention because we don't always shut down the old thing, which is not always a good idea. Sometimes it is, but we rarely shut down the old thing to focus on the new thing. And so we start splitting up our time and our focus, and then we get even more burned out when we were trying to correct that burnout. Um, the other thing that I want to kind of touch on in the beginning of the show here is that creativity is a fairly simple formula. And I can't tell you how many people I've met over the years that say, I'm not very creative, or that's just not really my thing. When they're, they have proof and results and objective, you know, data that shows how creative they were, they don't think of being creative and they don't think they are creative because, Maybe they're not a musical artist or a visual artist, or they have some comparison of what creativity is, but, and then they don't think I'm not that way, or I'm not creative in that way. And so they kind of, you know, are hard on themselves and say they're not creative. In reality, if you're an entrepreneur and you've started a business and you've created a service or a product, or you've sold something, or you speak on stages or however you serve your audiences, you are creative. Now you may not be creative in the way that some other people are creative, but you are creative. And creativity, in my experience, is a fairly simple formula. Creativity comes when we take different ideas and concepts or different inputs and we connect them and make something new. We're creating something different or new. And while most of us will never create something that's completely unique, that's never been done before in the history of the world, because that's not really realistic, there are a few people that have been able to do that. Um, most of the time, creativity comes from just iterating on top of other things we've seen or learned and putting things together in a new way. And because we put them together in a new way or we present it in a new way or we come up with a new solution, it really is a customer perfect fit for the people that we want to serve. So creativity, the formula is that you need enough input to have enough output. If I asked you to come over um, 
to my house or come to one of our parties. And I had some of my young nieces and nephews sitting around, which are, you know, they're anywhere from like six months to um, almost 12 years old now. If I asked you to play with the younger, you know, nieces and nephews, and we'll say they're like the two to five year olds. And I said, Hey, I want you to go in the living room and I want you to build, you know, build something cool, you know, for them with Legos. And I put you in the living room and I didn't give you any Legos. You wouldn't be able to be creative. You wouldn't be able to build anything, no matter if you're skilled with Lego building or not. Um, fortunately, you know, the audience you would have in front of you, my nieces and nephews, you could put together four blocks and call it a chicken and they think it would be the coolest thing in the world. I've done that before um, and they love it and they play um, and that's all great. But if I didn't give you the Lego blocks, you wouldn't have any input. You wouldn't have any resources or materials to be able to create anything and you'd be stuck and the kids would, you know, wander off and do something else. And you would probably feel like you failed your mission. Right. Um, and sometimes that's how I feel when I feel like I'm not being creative enough for not coming up with a solution. And when I'm feeling that way, um, if I lack creativity, then my productivity stalls for me um, because I don't have I don't have the inspiration. And it's generally speaking because I don't have enough inputs. So when I notice I'm in that stalled state, then I say, okay, am I really giving myself enough input? And am I giving myself the right input? Because it's great. Creativity is just, you know, kind of like baking or cooking. Like we need a bunch of ingredients to create the result that we want. With no ingredients, there's no result. But even if we have different ingredients or things are a little bit random or different, then we can still come up with things um, depending on our experience and what we see in the opportunity with the resources in front of us. So as it relates to inputs, I use a huge variety of inputs to make sure I maintain my creativity, which fuels my productivity. Some of the things are reading. I love reading. I read physical books. I read on Kindle some of the time. Um, I listen to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts. If I'm trying to solve a problem or if I know that I'm going to be working with a client around a certain kind of plan, you know, process, challenge or issue, then I'm going to go, you know, watch some YouTube videos on that, read a book on it. Um, that's very like direct input. You know, how do you set this up? I learned how to do it. I have ideas and maybe it's not the exact way I set it up, but I have input there. The other inputs that I use are not directly tied to the business or the results that I'm trying to drive there, but they still feed it really well. And that's going for a walk in nature. It just energetically changes our state and who we are and we can think differently. Part of walking changes how our brain operates because um, it crosses the hemispheres and it stimulates different parts of your brain. So that's a great way for input. Watching great television that I enjoy inspires me, listening to music, talking to a friend or a mentor about business stuff or non-business stuff, um, being in a mastermind, you know, just really trying to get out there and experience as much as I can gives me the creativity and the input that I need to have, you know, the output that I want. The other things that really help me on this front are making sure I take time off. Um, I had a really amazing, successful, awesome year because um, we kind of track our goals in year from July 1st through June 30th. So this, you know, um, I forget what they call that. It's not a calendar year. It's a different year. Um, but that year that, that we track against, it was really awesome for us. We grew the business significantly. And by, you know, July 1st, I was kind of tired out and worn out. And, you know, it was good timing. And I, I intentionally do this because in July, I took two weeks off um, with my son. We went on our father-son trip, went to San Francisco, had an amazing time, saw beautiful sights, went to Mere Woods, to Alcatraz, toured uh, San Francisco, met up with a good friend of mine and went up to Tahoe, 
went boating. Like I just had a bunch of time off. I slept in, did whatever I wanted and, and had a great time with my son. And that time off replenished me too. So when productivity is stalling, sometimes it's worth asking ourselves, when was the last time I just took a few days off or took a week off and let myself rest and do things I enjoy and just kind of forget about the business. Even if you just take a staycation of a long weekend, sometimes I've just taken like Friday and Monday off because um, that when I was heavily involved in operations, which I'm not anymore, um, fortunately, um, of a great team that just world class and does way better at things than I could ever do. But in the past, when I was involved in production, taking a Friday and Monday didn't really break the flow too much. And it gave me four days off where I could do a staycation or go away for a weekend or just have time off. So that's another thing I'd encourage you to do is if you're feeling burnout or if you're feeling like creativity just isn't there, take a few days off with no agenda. And that will also just replenish your, your mind and your spirit and you'll be in a much better place. Um, the last thing that really serves me well is as it relates to productivity and you know creativity and just being creating a process that allows me to be in an inspired state where I can produce is to actually have good structure and routine and time containers for my most important work. One of the things going back to kind of the beginning of the story or, or yesterday's episode, actually, um, where I talked about my friend Lisa Malice is she introduced this concept to me, which has been around for a long time, but I had never thought about it called biological prime time. And if you do a time study or even if you just track throughout the day, like every hour and say, how's my energy level? Is it a one? You know, it's really low or is it a 10 or where is it in the middle? you'll start to notice that there's certain times during the day when you're the most awake, you're most creative, you can produce your best work. And when you identify that biological prime time for you, some people it's the morning, some people it's middle of the day, some people it's late at night, whatever it is for you, you can then protect that time and say, I'm gonna work on my hardest projects then, or I'm gonna work on the things that need the most creative kind of input during that time block. And that will allow you to really stay focused on getting great results. The other thing that really helps me from a productivity and creativity standpoint is I make sure that there's somebody in my organization or in my you know team that supports me in my life that can be there in person when I do something that I normally wouldn't do um, on my own. So one of the examples that I'm really grateful for is Jethro and some of our other video editors here on the team. They help me by being in the background, helping me set up and, and you know record and stream these shows. Um, and it makes it easier for me to show up because I committed to do it. I'm not going to let you throw down. And on the days where I'm not sure if I'm really feeling up to recording video, because it is a big energy output for me, um, I still show up and do it because I've made a commitment. So if you can set up that accountability point, have somebody be there to, you know, I, I basically pay everybody to babysit me. That's, that's why I have an amazing team. They take great care of me and keep me out of trouble. Um, if you can have somebody show up, give you a little bit of accountability and have them you know, in person, virtually in the background, wherever they need to be to support you and help you stay on track. That's another great way to engineer a process that helps you move through the times where you feel stuck or you're not feeling 100%. So I hope these are useful tips for you. I hope that your productivity and creativity really go, uh, goes up and that you're able to create a system that you're able to sustain those inputs so you feel like you have the resources to bring to uh, the creative, you know, things that you need to do. And just like I mentioned yesterday, um, I'd love to see, I know um, if you watched all the way to the end of this, or if you listened all the way to the end of it, drop a comment down below. Let me know what you enjoyed. Let me know what you want to hear more of. If you thought part of it was useless, I would really like to hear that too, but go ahead and just comment down below. Or if you're listening to the podcast, just go ahead and send me an email to gabearnold at bmeweb.com. 
Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd really love your feedback. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you on the show tomorrow.